In a world of conflicting values, when questions are more common than answers, God's Word provides everything we need to live a God-centered, truth-driven life. Now, here's the Word for Life broadcast, brought to you by Brookside Baptist Church. Welcome back, everybody, to the Word for Life. Nice to have you here, here with uh, lead pastor, Ken Keldner. And uh, from Brookside, myself, Jack Arden, the producer of the Word for Life. And uh, we're also here with uh, Bill Jones, who uh, was our first full-time pastor at Brookside and is with the New York Gospel Ministry in New York City. We'll get to him in just a few minutes, but it really been nice having um, you here with us. And uh, we've had him here for the last uh, two programs. And so I'm really looking forward to even talking one more uh, with you. It's a joy to be here. Bill Jones, of course, a missionary and part of the Missionaries Conference that's been going on at Brookside, and uh, we have been uh, interviewing him. We're going to be interviewing more missionaries uh, uh, here shortly, and you're going to hear that as uh, the weeks continue. And of course, uh, we do want to remind you, too, that Mike Gendron uh, is going to be at Brookside November 12th and the 13th. Mike Gendron has an evangelistic ministry navigating through um, how to handle Catholicism and and, and how to... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, shed the light of the gospel in that subject. Yeah, and he's going to be on Crosstalk on VCY with Jim Schneider, I believe, on Friday the 11th. And so you can tune in and uh, pick up Mike Gendron and uh, God used Mike in a great way. He wrote a book entitled Preparing for Eternity. Uh, and I just couldn't, I couldn't put it down um, as far as how you can speak with people who, who are religious, um, you know, especially uh, since he came out of the Catholic denomination and um, how it has to come back to the sufficiency of Jesus in, in your discussions. And so I know he'll be a great help to everyone. And we kind of did that before the holidays because uh, friends and family have uh, those times together. And as believers, we might be around some unbelievers and have opportunities to share Christ with them. So and that's kind of what we want to go on to uh, with you, Bill, is when I went to New York City, um, you know, you took us out to Coney Island, and um, I was just, yeah, you know, I, I just wanted to talk to some Jewish people. And there was a, a Jewish man sitting on a bench overlooking the, the water there, and I came up to talk to him. And, uh, you know, I said, uh, you know, I just sat down, and I said, um, you know, are, are you Jewish? And he goes, why do you ask? I said, because I love Jewish people. And I said, uh, God's special people. I mean, Abraham is the father of the of the Jewish nation. And he looked at me and goes, are you with Jews for Jesus? And I go, <laughs> no, I'm not with Jews for Jesus. And um, he said, okay, then I'll talk to you. And I uh, had, a, had a great, great opportunity to talk with him. But, I, you know, when I go into these scenarios, man, I'm, I am all ears and I'm watching how you, you know, talk with people. And I remember there was a fella one time who uh, we were in a parking lot and you said, hey, you know, we can talk to this fella, but we need to wait because he was rocking back and forth with his prayer book. And, he, and you said, hey, we don't interrupt him here. We let him finish. And then he finished and we got an opportunity to, to visit with him. And that's about like when I went to Utah with Keith South and knowing how to talk to the Latter-day Saints, you know, I want to, you know, read Mike Gendron's book. You know, I, I want to I learn how to be able to to uh, effectively reach people. And, and uh, God's used you in a great way. And folks might have Jewish friends. And, and Milwaukee has a pretty good-sized Jewish population along with Chicago. And I'd be curious, I mean, how do you, 
you know, how do you engage and, and begin some of your discussions there? Well, I think of uh, what Paul desired to do, and it was to use the Hebrew Scriptures to, number one, demonstrate that the Messiah had to suffer, mm-hmm. and then, number two, that Jesus is this Messiah. And for many, many years, I really had very little understanding of the Hebrew Scriptures, the Old Covenant Scriptures, and spent most of my time in the New and enjoying those letters. But as my passion for the Old Testament grew, I began to see kind of the structure of that book, and then realizing that God gave that book to us through the Jewish people. Mm. And then also realizing that a lot of Jewish people are ignorant of the scriptures God gave to their people. Um, I had to figure out how to, how to begin to present that book and the message of God's grace to them using nothing but the Hebrew Bible. And so um, my approach to Jewish people is to use the theme of the covenant. You know, the entire New Testament is the new covenant in Christ. Right. And... Um, and, and the benefits of that covenant. And we know that God made a covenant with Israel and that we as Gentiles are beneficiaries of that covenant work of Christ. He is the promised seed. And so I desire to go through the Hebrew Scriptures and demonstrate that when God promised Adam and Eve in the garden that he was going to send someone to reverse the curse of Adam's sin, then I like to trace that line of Christ through the Hebrew Bible with the Jewish people using the theme of covenant, Mm. Abraham's covenant, Mm -hmm. the covenant with Noah, Mm -hmm. first before Abraham, Mm -hmm. and then the Mosaic covenant, and then the Davidic covenant. Mm -hmm. And all of those covenants are, are intended by God to take us to the new covenant promised in Jeremiah. Right. And so the theme of the covenant is a, is a major theme. And so we have the models of the tabernacle furniture, which focuses on the Ark of the Covenant, the Mosaic Covenant. And, of course, we know the inability of anybody to keep that covenant. <laughs> yeah. So we take people to uh, the ten words and demonstrate that there's not a single human being that can keep those ten words. And that was really the intention of the law. Yeah, exactly. God gave them the law to show them they needed the new covenant. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And uh, so uh, in every one of those covenants that God has in the Hebrew Bible, they give us information about the coming Messiah, who he is, and what is he going to do to reverse the curse of Adam's sin. Then I started noticing something. After the five books of Moses, you come into Joshua, Judges, and so on in their history. When you hit the book of Judges, and I challenge Christians to do this, in the margin of your Bible, starting to read the Old Testament from that point forward is highlight any reference to the breaking of the ten words. And you're going to discover that the entire balance of the Old Testament is a testimony of Israel's inability to keep the covenant. Mm-hmm. One commandment after another in the margin of your Bible, you can't keep the covenant. You can't keep the covenant. Mm-hmm. Moses told them in Deuteronomy that if you do not keep this covenant, God's going to scatter you. Mm-hmm. And where the Jewish 
people today. All over. All over. Well, what a testimony of the veracity of the Bible. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that was made 3,400 years ago, and we can see it today. Mm-hmm. So I, I focus on the inability of man to keep that covenant, and Israel's history throughout the Old Testament is a demonstration of the inability to keep it. So, you know, someone has to understand that they're a sinner mm-hmm. before they see the Savior. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what uh, as you're, I mean, they have to be just tracking with you all the way through this, um, you know, because they do, you know, they do hold the, the you know, as far as uh, uh, it, with the people of Israel, they hold the, the Old Testament, especially the Pentateuch, in, in very high regard. Yes, and, and the approach of using the covenant works very well with religious Jews, too. Uh-huh. Matter of fact, we were in Union Square not too long ago in the middle of the summer and set up the display. And within minutes, I had five Jewish young men come up to that table. I mm. bet you did, yeah. I've had people ask me, what are you doing with our stuff? <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? And I'll, I'll usually respond by saying, well, it's not really your stuff. These are God's teaching tools to share with us his story of saving grace. But he entrusted them. Mm-hmm. to the Jewish people. You know, they were to give the gospel to the world. So, um, incredible conversation. So do they come up and then kind of angry at you that you have those? Mm-hmm. Uh, Initially just, curious because well, they, you know, yeah. who are you that you would have these things? Yeah. And um, and I, one of the, and they had their poster of Menachem Schneerson, you know, the, their Messiah, you yeah. know, they're going to bring to the world. And so you, you have a conversation like that. And one of the most pressing questions you ask them, well, where was Menachem Schneerson born? You know, and, and and they didn't know, and so we all whipped out our smartphones, and according to the smartphone, he was born in the Ukraine. And so then you're able to look at those Jewish young men and say, then why does Micah the prophet yeah, exactly. say he would be born in Bethlehem? Bethlehem. Wow. So I think a knowledge of the Hebrew Scriptures mm-hmm. not only— is invaluable in sharing the gospel with Jewish people. But really, the nations of the world have the law of God written in our heart, mm-hmm. and our inability to keep the law of God shows us we're sinners. Mm, right. But then we take them to the Christ who was promised to reverse that curse of disobedience and demonstrate how he kept the law perfectly. And then he died in the place of his his disobedient people, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and in the kind grace of God, when we put our faith and trust in Christ, God credits us with the perfect righteous life of Christ, mm. and then our sin debt was paid for at Calvary. And that, that's oh. just beautiful. It's just, I, you know, each morning I wake up, uh, Jack and Bill, is I just have to thank God that that I'm just humbled that He sent His Son to die on that cross mm-hmm. for my sins and that salvation. Is mine in Christ, and I'm clothed in His righteousness. And you know, we just had a fellow here, John Mesker, who um, really brought some interesting uh, facts up about Christ. You know, because people would say, "Well, he, you know, he didn't keep all the law; he broke a lot of the Sabbath laws." And he brought up the interesting point that the Mishnah has over 1,500 rules of the Sabbath, and it's interesting. One was you cannot spit in the ground. And the dirt, and actually stir it up and make mud. 
And that's exactly what, what Jesus, Jesus did. did. And, and <laughs> man. I mean, he, Jesus just broke their laws, man-made right. laws, boom, right. boom, 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 right, right after another. And then interesting enough, he would send the, the, the healed lepers back to the high priest. You know, and so, yeah. you know, Caiaphas and Annas had to be thinking, oh, Good grief, you know, but uh, he kept he kept the law, and and he's our he's our salvation for sure. And mm-hmm. uh, wow, that's powerful. And I mean to to see God's own people, these Messianic Jews, come to Christ. We have several Messianic uh, Jews here at Brookside who I know will uh, definitely enjoy being um, uh, able to maybe spend some time and visit with you because. I know they're burden, and you know we have one lady here who's pretty fluent in Hebrew, and and uh, it's just just exciting to see their passion to want to get that message out to people. I mean, they even have family members that are still, you know, holding to the to Jewish faith. Uh, real quick, the uh, the the Messiah Manakwa that Menachem Schneerson, yeah. Uh, is he the one who passed away, was in the penthouse or something, and, and everybody was saying, no, he's going to rise, don't worry about him? And He's buried um, over by Kennedy Airport, yeah. and Jewish people go every day to pray at his grave, expecting him to rise from the dead, yeah. yeah. Hmm. Oh, boy. Satan's a deceiver, isn't he? Yes, he is. Well, Bill, thank you for being with us and uh, being at Brookside. Uh, what a privilege it is for us to, to be able to have you on the broadcast, and thank you for coming. Trust you have a great day, and thank you for being with us on The Word for Life. We hope you enjoyed today's program. If you have a question we can answer or would like information on The Word for Life, would like to donate to help continue to produce this broadcast, or need resources for your Christian walk, contact us at Brookside Baptist Church. 4470 North Pilgrim Road, Brookfield, Wisconsin, 53005. You can also visit us at brooksidebc.org. That's brooksidebc.org. Or call us at 262-783-6180. That's 262-783-6180. Thanks for listening today, and please tune in again as we bring the Word of God to your life.